Hello and welcome to the View from the Ninian. Very special episode of the podcast today. View from the Ninian are on tour. We're on the M6 recording. Got Gareth Baker in the front seat. How's it going, Scott? You right, buddy? All good, thank you, mate. And behind the wheel, our taxi service today is Mr. Paul Grono. Hello. As I'm sure you all know, Youth and Indian are up for the best new content creator at the Football Blogging Awards. Ceremonies tonight, we're en route, we've got the packet of Skittles, we've got wine gums, Milky Way, Stars, other sweets are available of course. And we spent some time reflecting on, on the season so far and Gareth obviously a loss on the weekend against Crystal Palace, Cardiff City are down, how you feel? still eating skittles so you might want to ask Paul alright we'll go we'll go straight to Paul with that one um, surprisingly not too deflated given that you know that's confirmed relegation I think uh, post Fulham I'd kind of resign myself to that fate but it all feels so different this time around it doesn't feel like the club's sort of descending into chaos it feels like if we keep the, the bulk of our players which I think we will that we'll have a really good shot of going straight back up yeah, I think you're right. I, we, we talked earlier, didn't we? And, and I said, Gareth and I recorded um, after the Fulham game, and, and I was particularly deflated, wasn't I, Gareth? And just really negative. You were a bit more optimistic than I, but I think that took away took away the disappointment. So by Saturday, I'd kind of just accepted and was just proud of the team. Yeah, to be honest, I was a bit concerned uh, about you. Uh, you seemed as if I needed to keep a close watch on you because you were pre- you were pretty depressed, mate. But yeah, uh, you know the way I approach supporting Cardiff is I try to be as optimistic as possible. I think it's easy to be a pessimist when it comes to supporting your club. Uh, it doesn't. It's it's not constructive to do that. It doesn't help anyone. You know, you're not helping the players. You're not helping the management. And you're not helping anyone else who supports the club by being negative. So I try and think of an optimistic. Uh, uh, avenue when it comes to Cardiff and to be honest you know we're going down I don't really mind I don't think a lot of Cardiff fans are shouting for Neil Warnock to go and that's quite a unique aspect about our fans and our club situation right now when you um, you know compare and contrast that with the previous Premier League campaign we were very much in dire straits we lost a lot of players or we knew we were going to lose a lot of players so you know after that Palace game it was Unfortunately, we're playing a team with far, far more quality and investment in their side than us. You know, you look at Townsend and Zaha running the show. We didn't stand a chance. And to be honest, I was quite happy to put two past them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right there in that it was the quality that that told, wasn't it? And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Palace were, were a championship side with us. And it shows even clubs like that with you know a few years in the Premier League and the resources that they've got the quality that, that they can get I mean that that front line of Batshuayi, Zaha, Townsend and Ayu a, a lot of money spent on that and an unbelievable talent and it's one of those games Paul where you just had to resign that they were a better team they really were and it really was a, a class apart it makes me kind of smile that we had that down as one of the winnable games so to speak we sort of earmarked it as the point that we were all hoping to to leapfrog Brighton back out of the relegation places and when you think about it actually they really were in a different class so every time they went forward they looked dangerous uh, Zaha looks at you know back to his best and we certainly didn't see that when he was playing for us for various reasons but um, yeah I, they, they they put us in our place and I don't think whilst we did put two past them one of them was 
uh, kindly <laughs> an own goal <laughs> and um, they didn't seem under too much pressure for too much of the game yeah, and, and there's a couple of, of emotional goodbyes Gareth Aaron Gunnison was the one and one that's kind of gone under the radar is, is Victor Camarasa and a, a premature exit from the game and probably the last the last sort of 20 minutes we'll see of him at the Cardiff City Stadium yeah obviously I don't th- I, yeah it has gone under the radar somewhat because Gunnison's been at the club for you know eight years I believe and racked up the best part of 300 appearances I think the way Camarasa went out with an injury is kind of like you know it's almost like an anti-climax it's I don't think people really have grasped yet that that is the last time we'll see him play for us and he's only played for us for a season but um, it's almost like if you ask me who's the most talented centre midfielder all-round centre midfielder to ever play for Cardiff City it's Victor Camaraza like he is it's a big shout it is but you know obviously people say people say that you know Peter Whitnam's our best centre midfielder and stuff like that and he is but is he better than Victor Camaraza I wouldn't say he is Victor Camaraz as a Premier League quality centre midfielder. I'd like to see Paul, who seems to have said that's a crazy opinion, pick someone better naturally talented and actually p- performs better than Camaraz. And if I hear it's Jason Kumas, I'm going to open the door while the car's moving. <laughs> if he doesn't say Loke to more, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I was going to pick Jason Kumas annoyingly. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but what I mean is, in terms of... What, the way you were talking there it did bring Kumash to mind because he came in under uh, a short stint and sort of quickly won Bluebird's hearts and in the championship yeah right? no 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 you know, you, I understand I understand what you're saying and the, the sort of the, the levels were different but in terms of making such an impact on the on the fan base in such a short space of time as we were saying earlier we're we weren't really focused on him in the opening games of the season. None of us really knew anything about him. Um, we were all kind of looking at Arta and so on, and he took us by surprise with his quality, but we could quickly grew to love him. And I feel that there are similarities between him and Kumas in that sense, but yeah, point taken, they were at completely different levels. What do you think, Scott? Can you can you try and prove me wrong about Camarazza? Is there a better, more well-rounded and more talented centre midfielder to ever play for Cardiff than Camarazza I think you're probably right and I think the term well-rounded is is the key um, Kumas was the one that that sprung to mind and obviously you've got the likes of, of Rambo but he was so young when he when he played for Cardiff so it's impossible almost to put him in that in that bracket Kumas was was a maverick wasn't he and he had that absolute quality of just to do unbelievable stuff but I agree Camaras are probably well-rounded complete midfielder probably and I think one of the things I mean I didn't realize until recently you know a Spanish under 21 international I think it was playing in a side with the likes of Isco and Morata and stuff like that and you know you've got to have something about you to get in that team yeah um and it, I, I was thinking about Camaras and Camaras this morning actually um I was trying. I was thinking who would go down as Cardiff City's greatest ever loan signing, and you know, I think it probably would be between those two. Do you think? Craig Bellamy, full stop. If anyone, do, oh god, if anyone can say there's a better Cardiff loan signing than Bellamy, I'll set my head on fire. It's, he's, the, the, just think about it. Think about the uh, impact Bellamy had on the fan base when he was signed. It was crazy. It was the most feel-good factor that I can remember regarding the signing in Cardiff so 100% Craig Bellamy 
what about Alan Wright? Do you remember that? He was a right back that bowled that was about three foot tall. Do you remember no. him? Oh, oh, no, I, I, don't I, I thought he was a time. great boy. <laughs> you're older than me. <laughs> Um, You're really flexing your Cardiff City muscles there, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully someone else will remember Alan Wright and, uh, and, and get in touch. But, as I said, the last we've seen of Camarasa and, and the last we'll, we'll see at the Cardiff City Stadium, at least, of, of Aaron Gunnison. And shame to, to send off on a loss, but, you know, it's clearly an emotional day for everyone and an emotional day for him and a Bluebirds legend, would you say? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. All for you? 100% non-negotiable, yeah, definitely. No, I, I've seen quite a few people on, on Twitter saying he's an icon but not a legend, which, you know... That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. But, you know, comparing to the likes of Cav and, and people like that and saying he's not in the same bracket. But for me, you know, the service that he gave to the club at, at some really difficult times as well, you know. Remember, he, he was kind of the poster boy of the rebrand at one stage, wasn't he? Him and, him and Mark Hudson in the, in the red kits... Um, but you know a great servant and one that will be massively massively missed yeah you know like Aaron Gunnison signed for Malky didn't he and that seems like such a long time ago um, I th- was it in the, even the E Cosway Cardiff City shirts he's, he's worn them all he's played <laughs> with all the managers and you know he joined without a beard and he leaves with a beard uh, no hair and he also leaves us after being probably our most effective international footballer to ever play for us like that's massive like he raised the profile of Cardiff City even just a little bit by captain in Iceland in in the Euros and um, you know I just remember watching Gunnison playing for Iceland and them saying oh and that's you know here's Gunnison Cardiff City's centre midfielder and it's like oh my god like marking Messi at one point wasn't he I remember and doing well yeah he's People, I don't understand people who don't rate Gunnison as a footballer. He's incredible, and it's because he's not, you know, smooth and silky like Hamaraza that people don't seem to think that he's an, an incredible footballer. But for Cardiff City, he's been incredible. I think his injury um, injury spells didn't help because he was quite, perhaps in and out of the side um, more than we would have all liked. It was often a, he'd have a good run of it, and we'd all kind of see the best of him, and then probably down to the combative nature of his style of play where he was uh, Mr 100% get stuck in at all angles uh, he'd often find himself sidelined through injury and um, that could be a great source of frustration don't forget and uh, um, Paul Trollope he found it difficult to get in the side Stuart O'Keefe was ahead of him which is easy to forget yeah. and people you know sort of warmed to him and then he went and Gunners was back under, under Malky who's very much referred to him as one of his generals Absolutely, and you know, it's a sad day to, to see him go. I'm sure we'll see him at the at the, Cardiff, at the Man United game as well, away on on Saturday, on the weekend. But a tough tough act to, to replace. And Cardiff in, in general needs a new centre midfield, don't they? Pretty much. And we we talked through a few options, uh, you know, on the way up here. And Will Volk seems to be the one that that stands out a bit. And Ledley's been talked about a lot, and there's been a bit of discussion on on social media about. Ledley in or Ledley out and what, what's your guys thoughts uh, I personally feel um, I, I've, I've written an article about it where you know I spoke about who we should sign instead of Gunnison if we stay in the Premier League and who we should sign if to replace Gunnison if we go down well obviously we now know the reality and my favourite uh, person to replace him would be Aaron Moy of Huddersfield 
think he's quite a well-rounded um, midfielder that is capable of doing what Gunnison's done. Do you think he'll drop down to the Championship, though? Well, he's, he already is, though, isn't he? He plays for yeah. Huddersfield. But I, surely there'll be a few Premier League clubs after him. Oh, right, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I, I mean, if someone signs him, I just don't know if someone will unless it's one of the newly promoted sides if not you know we need to be pouring out all stops to get someone like him or um, Johansson of Fulham again like someone who can play that deep role effectively uh, I, you know get in Ledley and Bryson as the backup options then yeah um, torn over Ledley because um, he's got a love for Cardiff he's got a history here local boy come good um, good servant to the club whilst he was here uh, icon for Wales um, he's sort of synonymous with the Euro 2016 campaign and um, so all of those things go in his favour but he is of an age which gives me cause for concern and he hasn't played competitive football for quite some time so would be certainly a bit ring rusty um, I, I would be more comfortable if we brought him in on, as a, on a pay as you play type deal because I think he would be excellent in the dressing room yeah. a good experienced head someone with the younger players someone who's been there and done it played Great in show. big games so pay as you play or with a view to perhaps even moving him in into the coaching side at one stage yeah that's that's not a bad shout and you know I think overall particularly in that area and, and in defence we've got a few sort of ageing players so it'd be nice to see a few younger players come in as well and the name that that just come to mind that we forgot to mention earlier was maybe someone like Ethan Ampadu on, on loan uh, which would be a great and get a, get a Welsh player down the stadium there's absolutely I, I mean I, I was speaking to this about, uh, to a friend who was Manchester United he asked me who we would sign and I, I said that and he asked me if Ampadu would because he saw it on Twitter whether some I would take someone like Ampadu and obviously I would but you say Neil Ampadu and other people keep mentioning him he's already a Premier League footballer he's he's capable of playing in the Premier League there's I, I just cannot see that happening I cannot see Ampadu dropping down to the championship because he could already be playing for a top six Premier League football club right now in my opinion wow yeah it's a big shout but it's a fair point and the only thing that might play in his favour is that regular footballer you know quite often at that age it's good for a player to drop down to the championship to prove themselves and it's, it's a physical league so you know that that's what we could see but um, obviously we'll, we'll reflect in a future podcasts you know over the summer on the season gone by and you know who else we could see coming into the club in the areas that we should that we should look to address but you know as I say, we're on our way to the awards, and we're gonna we're gonna talk after the awards on our way down. We'll either be in a really happy mood or disappointed if we've been Carlos City cheated out of a bad decision again, uh, reflecting on the Manchester United game on Sunday. So, to catch you then. Well, welcome back to the view from the Ninian. It's me, Scott, Gareth and Paul. We're on the way back from the Football Blogging Awards. Sadly, it wasn't to be. Cardiff City in the big time, it's just not meant to be. We didn't win, but a great experience. You know, we had a great time. We met John Parkin, you know, that won the goal on his debut for Cardiff City. And and uh, guys, what was it you said to, to Big Parks? Okay, so... I mean, I'm taking a bit of stick over this now, but, you know, I was the one who kind of took the initiative and shook his hand to just have a chat with him and, you know, say, you know, hi, I'm from Welcome Ninian. 
thought he was the chat was going well Scott and I mentioned I have actually read his book um, at which he replied I haven't read my own book um, obviously the northern joking banter that he was doing I replied well maybe they should make it into a comic book so that you could read it <laughs> of which he went alright mate <laughs> yeah so yeah guys are lucky he didn't get a thumping from, from John Parkin but overall a good night we're on the M6 game we're on our way back down south we've been to McDonald's Paul's had Britney Spears on and, and it's time to uh, and Beyonce yeah and it's time to look forward to <laughs> time to look forward to the Man United game on the weekend and what do you reckon boys last game of the season go out with a bang yes 100% it's going to be 3-1 to Cardiff City we're going to ruin Oli's final farewell game before they sack him for Pochettino after he's won the Champions League and um, we're going to get sweet sweet revenge over him well guys it's about time really isn't it we, we've not done too well against the top teams this season but you know Man United are, are the one you see that you know could get a, a win against um, well yeah I mean it's difficult because uh, they're going to want to sign off their season on a positive note especially um Solskjaer, who's been taking quite a lot of flack uh, in the tail end part of the season, he's he's gonna be he's got a point to prove as well against the Cardiff fans, who you know we ha- hold our opinions of Solskjaer. He's shit. Yeah, well, yeah, you could put it like that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he wasn't the greatest when he was here. He started off with a bang at Man United, but I think he's been found out now. Whether it's him or the players, I mean, you'd think a Man United legend would be the one to kind of kickstart those players into giving a shit about playing for the club but it seems that they're a lost cause so if you ask me if they're one of the top clubs in the division we could take points against then you know yeah definitely we've got a chance uh, but we can't undermine the threat that Man United pose with you know them wanting to close the season on a bit of a positive note and you know we, we talked earlier about not being too disheartened at, at going down but last game of the season you know not a t- too bad a place to sign off in the Premier League than going away to Old, Tra- Old Trafford Paul you're, you're making the journey up to the game back up to Manchester for the second time in, in three or four days it's a good stadium great one to experience everyone to tick off the list um, another kind of football in theatre um, yeah on a serious note, we all know it's going to be a, a hard challenge. In, I do think Cardiff need to kind of look at it as their first kind of game of pre-season, really, in terms of psychologically preparing now for moving on. And one of the keys to our early success when we got promoted from the Championship is that we'd finished the previous season on such a high. Um, I think we turned over Huddersfield in the last game of the season, who were promoted at that stage, or at least in the playoffs, rather. So um, it's important, imperative that we treat this with the utmost importance. Don't write it off. Don't think we're on the beach, um, and give it our very best shot. And how do you see Neil Warnock approaching this? You know, does he does he stick with you know the best eleven or the best eleven available, or does he maybe give a couple who've been out of the team you know a chance to get a run out in the Premier League? You know, the likes of Alex Smithies or Greg Cunningham, those type of people, or, or does he stick with the tried and trusted? Yeah, 100%. Neil Warnock needs to um, put his strongest team out there because, you know, he, he's going he's to want to sign off the season on a positive note as well. So, 
you know, why, why, why would he want to play the the youth out there and risk, you know, a complete embarrassment? Which is no criticism of our our, our youth team, but you know, it's more than more than likely that w- would happen. You know, imagine if he does that, we lose six one, and then everyone's kind of being like, well, no, I don't want Warnock in charge next season because he ruined our kind of Premier League twilight of the season so yeah I mean, I'm, maybe not the, the youth but like I said the likes of Smithies and, and Cunningham who you know signed to play in the Premier League and haven't really had too you know Smithies hasn't played a, a minute of Premier League football has he so just wondering whether he might you know for sentimental reasons for them you know it might be Smithies only chance to play in the Premier League so but I, I get what you're saying you know yeah, we've got to go even though we're down we've got to go there and try and win I, I see what you mean now yeah I could I could see him playing the likes of Cunningham and Smithies, who are players who could hold their own in the Premier League, like as in like they wouldn't embarrass themselves. But in terms of sentimentality, why would Warnock want to do that now? Like maybe he would want to do that in an approach to see right, you know, this is your chance to prove yourself next season if you're going to stay around. But I can only see Warnock putting out a strong team there, just really going for it against a strong Man United side. Earlier on in the season, obviously. The, the home leg of, of this you know game against United it was Solskjaer's first game you know Cardiff fans were were animated in, in in their expression of you know telling United fans how bad we thought he was came to the Cardiff City stadium you know wiped the floor with us a bit I don't think we read too much into that in that you know it was his first game new manager bounce you know the United players were maybe freed from the shackles of, of Mourinho and do you see the game go in largely the same way, Paul? Um, no, because they have been on this bad run that Gareth referred to, and um, morale isn't at a, at a high as it was then. They were kind of we've got our United back and all this type of thing. Um, I don't see that being the case this time around. I think um, they're probably starting to doubt whether they made the right decision. Certainly, some of the fan base are. Uh, whether they were a bit quick to give Ollie the job permanently, and um, there's probably a feeling around the place of um, apprehension about the future, and I think Cardiff City can and should capitalise on that. And of course, from a Man United point of view, I think I'm right in still seeing this still in with a chance of of qualifying for the Europa League, um, and obviously, you know, this week four English teams have, have qualified for major European finals in Liverpool Spurs in uh, in the Champions League and Chelsea Arsenal in the Europa League their neighbours Manchester City whose who's lovely stadium we've just been at are probably going to win the league so the other top five teams are all performing are all you know achieving results so there's a lot of pressure on them to, to end the season high and, and try and get back into Europe No yeah definitely it's um you know we can't discount the fact that you know Man United will be going into this game with something to prove 100% they've got a lot to prove uh, going into next season because the rise of teams like Tottenham who were in the Champions League final Tottenham Hotspur are literally going into the Champions League final Liverpool their biggest rivals arguably are going into the Champions League final Man City are very much likely to win the Premier League. That's embarrassing for Man United. If I was a Man United fan, I'd be very, very like concerned that 
teams are starting to kind of overtake my team now and as much as you can uphold the tradition and the history of your club and say well this is Manchester United will bounce back football's a business Man City are starting to run away with things Liverpool is getting better and better Tottenham are getting better and better and then you've got Chelsea and Arsenal as well isn't it you know they have a lot to worry about and they could take that all out in Cardiff City this weekend you never know what could happen and team news you know it could look worrying in the centre of the park and I've not seen any updates on Camarasa's injury of either of you no 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 so there's a chance he could still be missing Arta's probably not going to be fit for it Joe Rawls probably not going to be fit for it leaves Gunnarsson and uh, Bakuna probably as, as a centre pairing would you say yes it's just not good enough is it when you think about it like I'm not complaining I, I love Gunnarsson Bakuna's just not well, nowhere near Premier League level. He'd be a good squad player, possibly, in the Championship. But when you look at that Manchester United centre midfield of Pogba and other players like Herrera and Mata and, you know, etc., Lingard going through the centre attack midfield sometimes, and it's, it's quite a scary prospect, that we're very limited and weak. What do you reckon, Paul? Yeah, uh, it does worry me that Gunnish, um, Warnock has highlighted Bakuna as Gunnison's natural successor. And I haven't seen anything in Bakuna's game yet to suggest, one, that they're a similar type player. Yeah, they seem two, totally different players yeah, to me. Absolutely. Or two, that he's anywhere near the level of, of Gunnison. So um, that is concerning for me. And it's I still very early agree. on, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's very early on, though, Paul. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's, it's very harsh to uh, put the jury out of Bakuna yet because we've seen in our uh, time sport Cardiff how players can flourish even with a bad start. And, you know, Bakuna's kind of come in uh, in January when we were already doing bad to playing in the Premier League, which could just be a level above him. He could, he could be unbelievable for us in the Championship. You never know how players might do for us next season. So let's not write him off, Johnny. Yeah, he's divided Cardiff fans a bit, hasn't he? You know, I've, I've seen plenty of people label him as rubbish. Plenty of people, like you said, given the benefit of the doubt of, of not, you know, not having long to settle and and stuff like that and stuff when he's not really done much wrong but not really done too much right either it, do you know what I mean it's kind of just I don't really know what to expect him and I, I agree with you Paul I don't see him at all as as Gunnarsson's replacement they're, they're totally different players for me but Bakuna's athletic and energetic and is more to me of a a box to box and you know if he was going to replace anyone it'd probably be Arta in that box to box role um, it'd be interesting, I think, to, to see him at right back, um, where he's obviously played a fair bit, and I know he can cover there. Um, he's, he's athletic and, and would bomb forward, so that would be interesting and surely a, a different option to Lee Peltier. I love Lee Peltier, though. I, 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 I honestly, I was taken aback by how much Lee Peltier surprised me this season. He's my man. Like I love him. <laughs> he's the one, mate. And well, we were talking on the way up here how how well he's done in the last, you know. Since January, really, I remember. Was it January we played Arsenal away, or around that time? And I remember, I think he started. I remember thinking, God, he's done really well here. Um, because let's be honest, coming into this season, we all thought we needed a new right back. In January, we all thought we needed a new right back. Um, Bruno Manga went inside to centre half after after Bamba's injury, and Peltier stepped up, and he, he's been phenomenal, really. Yeah, I, I, I I'm very very excited at the prospect of our defenders hopefully if we can keep hold of all of them you know 
Yeah, I can see Manga possibly going. I think Bamba's too old for a move. Um, I think Bamba loves it here as well. Bamba loves Cardiff, yeah. But when you think about it, if we manage to keep Bennett and Peltier, we have two... Well, we have one very, very technically gifted left-back in Joe Bennett on the left, and we have a very, very strong and resilient right-back in Lee Peltier, who's also very experienced. I mean, Paul, you love Lee Peltier, don't you? He's, yeah, I haven't spoken to him and kind of watched him. He's, he's like, in my opinion, he's a, a typical Cardiff City player. He's yeah. sort of blood and guts and 100%, doesn't take any messing, takes no prisoners. He's the only person I've ever seen tackle somebody with a diving header and put their shoulder out for, <laughs> and miss the next four weeks of the season. So, yeah, for me, I'm with you. Peltier, for me, is... Key player. Yes. Um, best best scouts rep back in the, in the league, I'd say. Be- better than Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, 100%, <laughs> yeah. Miles better, yeah. 100%. Peltier would have seen that, that corner kick about five seconds earlier than, than Trent, I reckon. Yeah. Well, you played with a diving header on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, it, it, it's Man United on the weekend. What's your score predictions? Gareth, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 8-0 to Cardiff as a <laughs> final uh, hurrah in the Premier League. It's probably worth pointing out that that there was free beer at the event, so maybe maybe that's that's reflected in, in Gareth's prediction. Although you know the boys aren't particularly too happy with me because I I told them there was a three course meal and it was only a single course. So yeah, just a little tiny Ginster's pie, basically. Yeah, seventy-five quid. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting some sick for that. But Paul, what what's your prediction? Manchester United one, Cardiff City three. Two and goals in the 85th minute onwards. Nice. Big bold claim there. And Peltier diving header. Come on then, Scott. Peltier diving header. I'm I'm gonna be optimistic, not as optimistic as Paul, and definitely not as optimistic <laughs> as as Gaz. Oh, but you're being pessimistic by being saying I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a one-one draw. I think that's quite respectable. Oh. End, end the season. You take that, wouldn't you? Stop, stop, but oh. uh, stop. Solskjaer's United getting the Europa League. I take I take great pride in that. I would take a lot of pride in that. It would make my season. Go on then. Go on. <laughs> well, we're settled there, and you know, end of season. Next week, we're going to do a uh, an end of season review. So make sure you tune in for that. And uh, thank you to everyone that voted for View from the Ninian in the Football Blogging thank Awards. You. Thanks a lot, guys. Legends. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. We're for fans, by fans. You can catch more like this at viewfromtheninian.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you check us out. Come on, city.